Welcome to the Save the Such podcast. I'm Cliff Anderson. Yo, yo, yo. It's your boy, Trey. Oh, it's Poppin' Queens. It's Tiana. <laughs> yo, why do you laugh every time? Bro, I don't know. <laughs> She's representing I don't for know. the females. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's the What's Poppin' Queens. Yo, before she even talks, you start smiling. Yo. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, good people. <clears throat> We're back. Welcome to another episode of Saved and Such Podcast. We are really excited to be here today. How y'all feeling today? I feel good. Great. That's good, man. Beautiful I'm good. day outside of mm-hmm. It was today. Uh, it was. This is episode three of season two. And we want to uh, reiterate the fact that if you came back to join us for season two, we really appreciate it. Everybody, again, we can't say this enough times. We wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. So everybody that liked, shared, commented. DM does uh, engage with us in any fashion. We really appreciate it. Everybody that donated to our cash app, our cash app is uh, saved such. That's S A V E D S U C H. If anybody wanted to donate, just in case. It's right there on a. Oh the yeah, new, it's, new it's right there. That we got now. I definitely forgot that was back there. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want no, more information, just look at the banner. Uh, please keep engaging with us. Again, we got our new host here, Tiana Woods. Hey. How you feeling? I feel good. That's good. You know, representing the queen for the queens. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man! So um, today we got an interesting topic. It's called "How Deep Is Your Love," mm. and that's your love in general, and especially your love for God. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, the the worst thing that can happen to spirituality is religion. Religion divided spirituality, and it got away from uh, the relationship, the importance of the relationship with God. And um, it divided into so many different pieces that everybody has their own theology and philosophy that they follow. But the most important thing that we constantly preach on this show is your relationship with God. What that look like, we can't tell you. Mm-hmm. It's a very personal, unique thing. You have to desire a relationship with God and go after a relationship with God. And God always meets you where you are. You know what I'm saying? So that's our topic for today. And um, while you're at it, if you're watching this or listening to it, and if you get thirsty, please check out our Saved and Such water bottles. Grab a glass of Saved and Such. Saved and Such. It might get you in a better place. It's anointed. Uh, <laughs> it's anointed. I don't real laughy today. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but that's the topic for today. How deep is your love? So I know for me, my relationship with God, I think... Um, it was a struggle relationship at first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I grew up in church 32 days a week, and I've mentioned that before on the show, but I grew up in church, and God was kind of force-fed to me. You know, like, this is the only way. Mm-hmm. I mean, in retrospect, it is the only way, but it's like anything else. If I don't get to that point myself, it, I'm not going to accept what you're telling me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So how was your relationship with God up to this point? Right now, I actually, I was, I didn't grow up in church. Mm. I didn't grow up with a religion at all, actually. I didn't know anything about God or spirituality. That's just not how I grew up. So, but he was always 
there. And it, it's it's weird to explain it because I didn't grow up with him. But I always had this urge to go to church, like with other people. Like my aunt, she was in church like her whole life. And I would always want to go to church with her. I never miss vacation Bibles. Vacation Bible School. Hey, shout out them. to BBS. <laughs> yes. BBS. And it used to be the, the, the blue bus would yeah. come out. Edgewater mm-hmm. Village pick us up. I would never miss the bus. And, um, but I never had a relationship and I never knew what a relationship with him was like. I thought literally you just go to church, you pray, and that was it. And then in 2014 is kind of when it started to develop. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got a little bit deeper into what it meant to have a relationship. But even still, I was trying to create a relationship off of what I thought it was supposed to look like or what everyone says you should be doing and not my own personal way. So it was never real. And it actually just got real the end of last year. Come on, I came into myself. So Come on, that's good. That's, that's, that's real. I know for myself, I grew up into church. My grandma, she would drag me to church. Um... But it was like with me uh, growing up, it's like a, like a struggle because I was watching the church folk and 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 how their relationship, well, how I thought their relationship w- with God was, uh, just very spiritual. Um, you can't really be yourself. You got to be very uptight. So I always thought that's how I was supposed to be. So with me growing up, um, I stopped going to church for a while because I'm like, yo, like I'm not really feeling it. It's a bunch of phoniness. Right, like, right. yeah, yeah. So. It really took me to go through a lot of stuff, which was like my breaking point where it was like, all right, I need to get back into church. Mm. So as I got older, I built my own relationship with God, not off of what other people told me how my relationship should be, how I thought my relationship Mm. with my father should be. So like right now, I'm still um, working towards creating a a better relationship with him because I had fell off a little bit. But um, I feel like I'm at a good place. Um, I know he's my father. I can hear him talking to me constantly throughout the day. And um, I'm excited to see what's in store for me next because my love for God is very deep. Yeah. Very deep. I I feel you on that, bro. And uh, to everybody that's watching and listening, I know I just said it like five seconds ago, but your relationship with God is extremely, extremely important. Mm -hmm. You know, and and your relationship with God echoes the relationships you have in your life. Mm -hmm. I was on a Zoom call with this uh, woman from Southern Maryland. Mm -hmm. She's a minister down there. And... I, like right before the call, I listened to a po- another show that she was on and I was having just epiphany after epiphany. And I realized that my relationship with God struggled because I didn't have a relationship with my actual father. Mm. And I didn't understand how to have a relationship with a father or a father-like figure. So all that mistrust and um, that vulnerability you would have with somebody in a relationship, mm-hmm. I couldn't have it with God because I've never had it with somebody else. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I never learned how to, air quote, be a son or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then, like I, I, I said this on the show once before, but I think my relationship with God turned as my relationship with my own son grew. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I could hear God saying to me, like, you do X, Y, and Z for your son. You always I always say this. You always have to pay attention to the details of someone's character. The details is what you make your money in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I know it's not even it's more it's more complex than like I know what my son likes or I know it I know what like I can read his body language. You know what I'm saying? And God does the same thing with us. You know I always say God will put something in your spirit or you will get in a situation and it will 
uncalm your spirit. Mm -hmm. And you can hear God like, hey, bro, <laughs> what you doing, players? Come on. I can relate to that in a, a sense, but for me, like, I didn't know how to have a relationship with him either because my dad wasn't there, but also my mom wasn't there. And I think for me, what my relationship with him grew because at one point I hated him and I hated God. Yes. And I'm going to say that I did. There was a point where I never denied his power. Right. I never denied who he was, but I hated him because... Since I was a kid, it's like I was six years old. My mom was on drugs. I was, she was in an abusive relationship. He was beating her in front of us. I was taking care of five kids. At six years old, I knew how to change a diaper. I knew how to make a bottle. I knew how to get up in the middle of the night and make sure my siblings were sleeping, wow. getting up for school, all that at six. Mm -hmm. So when I grew up, she then put us in foster care. We moved from home to home, hotel to hotel. We were in foster care. And then it's like all these things kept happening in my life. And then, you know, she promised to get us back and then she died from breast cancer. That was the wow. very first time, even though I didn't have a relationship with him, I said, how can there be a God and, you know, I'm growing up like this right, or he right. would do this to me. And then, you know, I got over that and I, I started to try to build a relationship with him and more stuff kept happening. Um, but after the situation last year, you know, with the party and the sexual assault, that was my breaking point with him because I was like, how can you do this to me? Or how can you allow this to happen to me when I'm this good person? Like, I am a, I'm a good person at heart. And, you know, we're asking how we love. I love deeply. Like, mm -hmm. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Mm -hmm. I will do anything for any and everybody. I want to make sure everybody's good. But it's like the opposite happens to me. Um, you know, and so that was my breaking point. But then... The way he deals with me is funny because literally when I don't understand something or I'm asking questions, he takes me through it. Like mm -hmm. I have to literally go through it. He allows whatever I've done. He allows me to go through that and get understanding from it. So through that time, he revealed, you know, building my relationship with him. It wasn't that he let that stuff happen to me. But there are situations that I, I caused it to happen to myself. He just allowed it to happen right, because right. of... Me doing the things that he said not to do, drinking, you know, being intoxicated, all that, taking myself from under his covering. I allowed that stuff to happen to me. He protected me because something worse could have happened to me. Mm -hmm. Any Anything where I could have died. There was people who've been through the things that I've been through and couldn't make it out. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, they take what they go through and they make it personal about them. And that's what I did. I made it personal. And so I didn't understand why he was doing it. But it wasn't personal. It was literally for someone else. There's someone else out there going through what I went through. Exactly. Who, who, need, who needs to hear how I made it out. Mm -hmm. So my relationship grew from the, the hatred and the dislike that I thought I felt for him. But it, it wasn't that. It was just me throwing, you know, a pity party. Right. So and now I'm in a place where I know my relationship with him. And I don't look at other people anymore because I was like you, where it was like, yo, y'all are so phony. Like, I can't go to church. Yeah. I, I can't be in church with people who preach one thing, but then you're acting mm -hmm. another way. Mm -hmm. How can y'all do that? Yeah. So literally, I left church for a minute. Mm -hmm. I wasn't. But but when I left church, I also left my relationship with him. Exactly. So, And I felt like I know it was a couple of times where I had my episodes where I would stop going to church. And it's like, as soon as I stopped going to church, everything goes downhill for me. Mm -hmm. All this negativity comes comes in my life. All this temptation comes in my life. And it's like, 
when I get myself back into into church, back having my relationship with God, it's like all right, everything settles down, everything come, comes back together. So I definitely hear what you're saying, and your your testimony, your story is definitely going to help a lot of female, not even just females, males People. as well, out a lot for real. I always say that that um, guys allow us to go through things to be a witness to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because every story that we go through. Somebody else that went through the story, exactly. and it, it's crazy. Y'all mentioned the whole um, left church. Mm-hmm. The, the positive uh, things about churches, you, you're there with like-minded people, mm-hmm. and you know you can feed off these other people and pull energy and, and, and answers from these other people. So that's the best part about church. Yeah. And uh, but oftentimes we often associate our relationship with church, mm-hmm. and even before we started recording this, right exactly. now, I was thinking about the whole topic or whatever. And it's like, like I said, it echoes our relationships, like with our spouse or with people we know. And it's almost like church is like going out on a date with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or with God. So you get there, you're worshiping God just like you would do a date. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're opening the door. You're getting intimate with the person that you're sitting at the table with. And it's the same thing with God. And um, I, I'm like you, bro. I stopped, I stopped going to church for a solid like four, five years. Yeah. And... First of all, my Sundays was free, and you know I caught every basketball game. That's rest days, <laughs> bro. I was resting. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but the whole time I was not going to church, I can feel the pool. Mm-hmm. Like you need mm-hmm. to different. It's, it's different, different. Man. You need to get back around people that yeah. thinks like you. You know what I'm saying? So you can learn from them, yeah. be around them. The Bible always, I mean, always, the Bible says it's good for brethren to dwell together in unity. Mm-hmm. And it, it's crazy. I mentioned this to um, the praise team last week mm-hmm. in the text, in our group text. I ain't know Cliff sings on the choir. <laughs> <laughs> he sings on the choir, ladies. And um, I mentioned that scripture to them and to, to um, our praise team leader, and she put it in the group text. And then Sunday, Bishop spoke about Unification. Isn't it crazy how like things come full circle? It, it like, is. You throw something in the atmosphere, no, and then like either your friends talking about it, or you go to church yeah. and the pastors talking about it. Like that connection. Like it's, it. It says His word will never come back void. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. God put in your spirit, He have somebody mm-hmm. come confirm what He put in your spirit mm-hmm. to let you know. Like I dropped this there. I need you to pick it up and run with it, kid. Yeah. So it's 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 real, man. The relationship is real. Yeah, it was it's, it was crazy. Like, cause I know for me, um, I had took a couple of Sundays off, had to take care of a couple of things. Came back last Sunday, uh, went out for prayer, and the thing that I was dealing with, I kept hearing commitment all throughout the week, all throughout week, all, all throughout the week, commitment, commitment, commitment. I go to church, go up there for prayer, and the lady's talking to me about my commitment with God. See, and I'm just like, yo, like this is how I know it was you, guys. That like, was, was the confirmation, bro. That was, that the, was confirmation. the confirmation, man. It's crazy. I think, like, okay, my problem sometimes. I know, so I know that I love God, and and when I know how I know I love Him, and when I knew I loved Him, is because every time, like, someone would come and like passing someone I wouldn't even know, mm-hmm. and like I would get a word for them. Like he would talk to me and tell me something, and I'd give them this word, and they look at me like, "How do you know that?" You're or in my pocket, <laughs> and I'm 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 telling them, you know, it's not me, you know, it's God. And but I would get so much joy seeing what he would do with them, how he would turn their situation around, and even just talking about him. It's a it's a piece that comes with it. Like when you really love him, and when you really have a relationship with him. For me, like, I get so, like, if I mess up or they be like, 
how you you shouldn't feel condemned. When I get messed up, my can like me feeling condemned is so different because I feel unworthy to even be loved by him mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. by the things that I do. And when I do that, I don't even want to talk to him because I know that I've disappointed him. But I know because of who he is, he's going to love me regardless. Mm -hmm. And I feel as though I don't deserve it. So I knew then that I loved him. But even like that with him, like how Cliff was saying your relationship with him reflects how like in your life relationships, that's how I am with other people. Like I don't feel worthy enough to be with someone or worthy enough to love someone. So I'll avoid them or I'll distance myself. But then I'm letting the enemy come in because then it becomes depression and it becomes me isolating myself. But like just talking about him brings so much joy. And I think that's when you can kind of know your relationship with him when you get that peace and that that sense of like joy. Facts, facts. That's that's the thing about God. You said all that. Like we could mess up nine hundred and ninety seven times, but the whole idea of forgiveness is always there. Mm -hmm. Grace and mercy is always there. It's not something we should rely on, but understand that like if Definitely. we mess up, God God's love is unconditional. He never said I love you because you do everything I say because we're we're, I mean, he's our father, so we're just like kids. You, God, know, you know what God's love reminds me of? Like, my, my daughter. Like, like with her, like, I can yell at her, and then two seconds later, she'll forget about it and be like, Daddy, I love you. You feel me? Like, that's exactly how God is. Like, you're you messing up. I understand that you're messing up, but you can always come right back to me. Like, mm -hmm. I still love you no matter what. The arms are outstretched. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if anybody want to come to the altar. <laughs> <laughs> That sounded you know, like the altar, altar call. The altar call hits different. I'm sorry to go a little off, but no, that's... that altar call hits different because I, for me, <laughs> in church, I learn that everyone is not there for you. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when I go to altar call, if I feel something, I don't let everybody pray for me. I don't let everybody touch. You can pray for me, but you can't touch me if I feel off. Because when you touch it, when you touch someone, you're you're transferring, you know, energy, spirit. You're tra you can transfer spirits, negative stuff. And if there was this one, I'm not going to mention names, but a leader in a church blatantly came out and said they did not like me, and it was a leader, a high wow. leader. And in my head, like I take things, I'm very emotional. Mm -hmm. I'm an emotional person, but I don't show emotion. Right. But I'm very emotional, <laughs> and so. For me, it was like, you don't like me, but you're my leader. I go When I go up there, how can I trust you to pray for me when you said you didn't like? How do I know what you're praying? Mm -hmm. How do I know that your intentions are good? And I think that's where people mess up. And like for me, I'll say, even in that situation, I judged her, but I didn't go in saying she's still a person. The enemy can still use her, leader or not. And we're all used by the enemy. There's times where we all go off for people. We say we don't like certain people, this or that. I think for me, I was just hurt. But in that situation, I learned that I don't have to let everybody pray for me. Everyone mm -hmm. doesn't. If I say I don't want you to pray for me, I'd rather them. That's, that, that's just it. That's it. Yeah. And you made a valid point that people oftentimes, especially with church, they forget that these are actual people. Actual people, yeah. And you know what I'm saying? They have, like you said, they have their moments. And mm -hmm. I'm very much the same way. Like, I won't let everybody pray for mm -hmm. me. I won't go to the altar if somebody, mm -hmm. like, if I need to get prayer and the person that I want to pray for me is not there, I won't even go up there. Yeah. 
I, I feel like sometimes too, like you go to different leaders for different things. Hundred yeah, percent. Not every not every leader can pray for what you need, mm-hmm. like what type of breakthrough you need. Mm-hmm. So it's like sometimes this person specializes in this type of prayer. Yeah. This person specializes in this type of prayer. Like it's just all about what you need that day. Right. And then that's what that's when you got to go home and pray for yourself. Facts. Right, and that's Facts. very important. Like I think in church, like people made it about them and not about the Most High because. Just because they're there to help you, mm-hmm. but you can get to through to him just like they can. Right. You have to be willing to open up and pray for yourself because at the end of the day, if they're not there, what are you going to do? They're literally the only there to help you. It's just like a hospital. You go to a hospital and the doc, you have surgery, doctors stitches you up, but then you got to go home and take care of yourself. Right. So we, as people, we've gotten accustomed to relying on leaders to pray for us that we've stopped praying for ourselves and we've stopped the healing process for ourselves. You don't have to go to the church and be tossed around and and pushed and stuff like that for deliverance. You can get deliverance at home. Mm -hmm. You have to want it and you have to pray for it and you literally have to come against whatever it is that you're dealing with. Um, And once you do that and once you open up and once you tell the Most High that that's what you want, your deliverance will come. We make it a long, drawn-out process and it's not that. Mm You know, I think that happens because oftentimes your relationship with God can be scary. And mm-hmm. it can be scary because you have to be vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? And nobody really wants to be vulnerable because it's a very uncomfortable place fear. to be. Yeah. And, and God's going to give us a spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have to be vulnerable when you go to the throne of grace and um, you have to speak with intentions. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> to be straight up, I pray like I'm talking to y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God, I don't. Jack this all up yeah, two yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I done tried it left, right, and twice, and nothing really worked. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's like where I built my foundation off of uh, building my relationship with God because it was like me growing up as a kid. I was told that you wasn't allowed to show your emotions. You wasn't right. wasn't allowed to cry. Yeah. You wasn't able to do all that. You feel me? But with God, you can be as vulnerable if you as you want to. You know what yeah. I mean? Like He'll listen to everything that you're saying. Yeah. Like it's okay to be yourself. I think my 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 prayer life kind of scares me a little bit only because like when I actually when I go into prayer like act like deep into prayer I'm in prayer mm-hmm. and and it it it's like I can feel my spirit like you like I don't know how to explain it it's a really hard it's out of body mm-hmm. but yeah like I can feel I can literally hear my spirit like crying out and when I get like that I'm like, I can't do this in front of people because like I can see myself and I can hear myself and I'm like. It scares me almost because I'm not that naturally. I'm not that type of person. I'm not someone who speaks out loudly. Like I'll speak out, mm-hmm. but I'm not someone who is loud. I'm not someone who likes to put myself in the front. So when I do pray or he tells me to pray about something, it's almost scary. Like I don't know. Like I don't know if you ever felt it, but like I can just feel my spirit getting riled up. And then when I start speaking in tongues, I'm like, oh, hold up, wait. Wait a minute. That's God taking yeah. you to your full potential right there. Right. But that, that, I, the first time I spoke in tongues, I, I just cried because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't even, I couldn't even understand what that connection felt like, what, what it was. But when I spoke, I, it, I don't know. It, I can't even. It's something you like, can't even stop. Yeah, like, it's, it's, like, just, it's just flowing. Like, yeah, it's just like, going. Yeah. And I was like, and then you try to talk, and it's just like, uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, okay, I'll wait a minute. But yeah, like, I don't, when you have that relationship is is just different when it's a real relationship and not a fake put on relationship mm-hmm. just on Sundays coming in and you you want to act holy but that actual 
relationship, it hits there. I don't, it just hits different. It, feels it, different. it does hit different. It does hit different. You can cut it, Riley. <laughs> Where's we at? How many minutes was that? Two, three. Okay. <laughs> Just let me get to work and not kill myself. Do yeah, not I, close your eyes. Bro. <laughs> I'll be in the car like, Jesus, oh, you saved me. Uh, but yeah, I do most of my um, praying in the car. And and like you said, it hits completely different. I agree. And um, it's, it's, it's crazy how, how different you are when you're praying by yourself, opposed to like in a public forum. You know what I'm saying? Like you spoke to the whole... Just you can like you can open up. You don't. Yeah. You're not scared of, of stumbling over your words mm-hmm. or messing up, stuttering. Like you just literally talking. It's just flowing. Like. Facts. I, I tell Breezy all the time about praying. Like mm-hmm. son, just just talk. Like and listen. If you watching and listening again, your relationship with God is extremely unique to mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. There is no and people always make church and relate God and spirituality seem so black and white. And it's not, not at all. Like, you might not want to sing. That might not be your thing. But singing for me makes me feel closer to God. You know what I'm saying? I'd be off key sometimes, but I feel like he don't care. But, and I I think even with that, like, sometimes, like, like, someone who might can't sing, but when they do sing, they feel closer to him. But then you have someone who might judge that person because they feel like they are not singing good enough. And I think we've gotten to a place where, like, People can't even tell that you love God or that or that you worship him because of the amount of judging that comes forth. And there is a mm-hmm. such thing as righteous judging. Mm-hmm. However, the way that church folk have come up, gone about it, it there's no love at all within it like, at all. And when we read about the most high, everything he did, there was love behind it. Every every thing he judged, there was love behind it. But not only was it a judgment, he also brought correction, mm-hmm. how to fix it. Mm-hmm. He bought plans. So the way we're coming about it, it's like we have this entitlement because we're saved or, you know, we go to church every Sunday that we can judge whoever. We can judge people who are not the same religion as us. We can judge people who don't dress the same. But that's not how he did it. If we want to get people in, we have to judge with love. We have to come at them with love. You're not going to get anyone into the church. You're not going to get anyone to love the most high when you're not displaying his love. You have to show some type of his, some type of quality of his something. Um, and with judging now how we do it, we, we don't do that at all. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're known by the fruit, the fruit you bear mm-hmm. and your fruit um, is a testament to your relationship with God. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even know you have fruit because for the longest time I was like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know my purpose. I don't know like, what am I doing that is for him. And I literally asked my uncle this and I was like, do you think I display qualities of the most high? And he was telling me what he's seen. And the way he explained, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. You know, I do care for people. I do want to see people prosper. And those were qualities of the most high. You'd be I walking in it. You wouldn't even know that you walking in it. Yeah, right. Yep. That's 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 the thing about it. Like you say, your uncle told you about it, but if you, unless you don't see it, unless you have a trained eye mm-hmm. to see it, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. And Jesus was all that in a bag of chips. Yeah, you know he showed love to people that a lot of people didn't show love to, 
the lady with the him and his garment. Mm-hmm. Um, the the uh, I lost my train of thought, but there's a lot of people in the Bible, a lot of examples. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we got to keep doing as Christians and as people that claim to be uh, followers of Christ or whatever. You have to absolutely have to nurture your relationship, just like you do any other relationship, just like you would with your spouse. You have to communicate. You have to understand. You have to listen. You have to be honest, and you have to trust. And I think, I know for me, and I think um, it got better as I grew up, and like even now, the hardest thing for me was to be um, abundantly honest, like mm-hmm. very plain honest, like straight shooter. This is, instead of trying to like soften what I'm trying to say. You I know had, what I'm that's saying? Still I had to learn that. No, because like with me. I people would come to me like, yeah, what you think about this? And I'll be like, it was it was good. And like they walk away, and I'm like, yo, it was not good. Like, why did I not tell them the truth? But it's like now, I think it just came with age, me having kids, me becoming more wiser. Like, I'm just I'm gonna tell you how 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 I wanna tell you and let you go from there. Because it's like if you're not honest with that person, they're getting nothing out of it. Because it's like everyone else is probably lying to them, all their friends is lying to them. You need to be that person and be like, nah. That's not it. You feel me? Like, that's still hard for me. Like, I think because I'm a genuine person and I don't, it doesn't matter what it is. I don't like hurting people's feelings. I really don't. And it, even if we're not friends or we have a falling out, I don't like you. I still would never do anything that would cause you hurt. Say anything because I don't, I don't know why I'm like that, but I just don't, I wouldn't want to feel that way. And I've seen what, doing that can do to other people and I would never want to call someone that so for me it's hard for me like if I don't like something or even now like when me and today are together she's like you need to say something or I'm gonna say something I don't like it I because I don't want to hurt there's there's a different way you can go about it sometimes it's not hurting them help sometimes it's helping them grow <laughs> if you're honest with that person it's like all right well let me look at myself in the mirror yeah, again yeah. and try again because mm-hmm. obviously I'm not doing something right I mean, you can't be blatantly honest with everybody, but you still need to be honest. You can be tactful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I use this example all the time. If my girl got on a pair of jeans that I can't stand, mm-hmm. or they make her look raggedy, mm-hmm. I'd be like, baby, I think that outfit would go better with X, Y, and Z. You're, as, as a spouse, you're supposed to do that, though. Right. But I'm saying that's that's your... That's no, the way I'm to saying, be honest. And be men tactful. don't do that. Not enough uh, men don't do that. They like, should. Yeah, that's true. You're there. You're, you're there to help your spouse. You know, you're there to be honest with your spouse. They're coming to you with honesty. If you're not honest with them, they're gonna get it somewhere else. Yeah, because listen, <laughs> unless we go into a '90s party, mm-hmm. I can't let my girl go out here with a side ponytail. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. That was right. I'm just saying. I'm like a pet peeve. <laughs> <laughs> it took me to another place. I'm just I'm just making a point about the honesty part. What you got? Look like you got to say something. Nope. <laughs> so let me ask y'all this question: Your relationship with God, what's the closest natural relationship you would say echoes those same sentiments? I can't honestly say I have one, and I, I think that's just because of my upbringing. I don't get close to people. I don't. I, and I have a tendency of pushing people like away. So like I don't have a relationship that is like me and his relationship. And it's my fault because I'm pretty sure there are relationships that I could have. There are relationships that I could have, but I can't 
or I haven't opened myself up enough to receive them. Not even today. Me and Tanae have a different relationship and it's growing. But even Tanae, to a certain point, I push away. Hmm, and that, that's just the, it's just because of guarding yourself. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, it's no no natural relationship is even compared to guys with me and guys relationship. But if I would have to pick a relationship, I'd either be my girl or my mom for real, to be honest, just because I'm able to come to them with my problems. They give me answers. I'm able to be vulnerable with them. Like they just give me something that no one else can give me outside of God. That makes sense. No, I feel that. Yeah. Or or my kids too. My kids. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Mine is definitely my son. Mm-hmm. Like the level of trust there, mm-hmm. he ain't running back and telling nobody. Right, I, I don't think anyway. Yeah, uh, but the level of trust there is is there. So I would have to say our relationship is probably the closest. Facts, because I can even talk to my four month old daughter. I know she ain't gonna tell nobody. Exactly. <laughs> she can be like. Nah, 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 nah. So can I? Okay, I want to ask for your relationships. Do you think that you can have a actual relationship with the Most High without taking on every single thing that is Him? And what I mean by that is every single thing that is talked about in the Bible, such as spirits, demons, and all of that, because I don't hear a lot of that at church talked about. And a lot of people don't think those things are real. Mm. They go to church and they think, they oh, it's, think- just, it's just God and it's just the devil. No, you know, it's real. just the devil, they're it's just real. God. Yeah. So. How I my like I'd be confused. How can you have a relationship with him? You can believe in him, but you don't believe in everything else that comes with it. So what's your question? My question is, do you think that people can have a relationship without believing the whole thing? Mm. I think they have some form of a relationship. No, it's not a full relationship. But th- but that's what I'm saying. That was going back to my point earlier. I, it's like. We, it's almost like we create this outline for what a relationship with God looks like. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not going to church every Sunday, if you're not fasting every other day, if you're not praying 37 times a week, you can't have a relationship with God. And that's not the truth. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you can have a relationship with God and grow into these things that you was mentioning. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think everybody's relationship doesn't start on 10. Right. You know what I'm saying? It might take you might start on one and gradually grow to ten. That's why I think Listen. people get scared because they go into church and already see them pastors, there's ministers mm-hmm. already at ten. It's like where where is the first step at? Like right. where do I work no, my way so up to true. get to that point? And that's what church does oftentimes. Mm-hmm. They make yeah. you feel like if I can't start at nine mm-hmm. and go to ten, I can't start. I can't, yeah, I think it's the t- the titles is the biggest thing. Yep, it's definitely because when I started, I was eighteen years old. Mm-hmm. I didn't have no relationship with God. And when I went in, it was like, oh, everybody knows this. Like, I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm not, like, where's the help at? Like, where do I start at? And then they're preaching, oh, you should be on this level. You should be on How? Right. I, I didn't have, I don't know anything. Yeah. Even how to read a Bible. Where do I start? Do I start at Genesis? Do I start from the beginning and, and read everything to the end? How am I doing this? And in Bible study, you know, it's like, I'm still lost there because yeah. I don't know this stuff. So... I definitely get that. You know, they start on 10 and then, but, but listen, the whole spirit thing, I started on 10 because when I decided that I was going to get saved that night, I laid on the couch 
And some people call it, what do they call it when you're like sleep, sleep paralysis? Yeah. It, no, this was <laughs> real. Like I was laying on the couch, everybody was asleep. And I remember my aunt was saying, you know, they had like a spirit in their house. And I was like, a spirit? Mm-hmm. We ain't got nothing in this house. And I was talking mad. Like, I was like, I ain't scared. Da, da, da. That night, literally, I was laying like in the living room and the refrigerator opened by itself. Closed. Then I heard a chair move. So I'm like, yo, what is going on? So I'm just sitting, I'm like, all right, whatever. Fell asleep. When I woke up, there was like this black, you ever seen, um, like what they perceive the Grim Reaper to look like with the black, like mm-hmm. cloak and the, it looked like that, except there was no face. It was, it was literally just a black shadow in the shape of that cloak. And it was on top of me choking me. And I was screaming. Like I was, I was screaming. Like I was, I was at, like trying to call for help. And I heard the dog barking. Nobody, nobody would wake up. Nobody, nothing. What? Nobody, nobody got up. Nobody, nothing. So like eventually I just got up. And when I got up, I was sweating. And so like I told my cousin, I was like, there was just something on me, like I, I was freaking out. So she sat up with me or whatever. Then she eventually felt but I stayed up that whole night and I told my aunt and then but that's when I was like, Oh, this is real. Like this is real. Right. And right. then that that wasn't my only experience with it. I started seeing more stuff. But I was I knew it was the enemy trying to deter me from being saved because I, at that point I was like, Oh no, I'm not doing this. Like I I'd rather live the way I was living than to deal with stuff like that. Sheesh. Yeah. It so, was definitely scary. Bishop always be talking about how bad do you want it. Man, when I finally made up my mind, I was like, all right, I can handle it. But even now, like I still get scared sometimes. Like the stuff that I see, I just be like, yo, this is like crazy. Like and I'll go to my aunt and uncle all the time, like, what do I do? And they'd be like, You just gotta pray against how do I pray against it? Like, what do I say? What do I cause even now I'm still learning, like my relationship because I was on and off so long. So with my relationship with him, like I'm learning how to pray, I'm learning what to what to say, what to do. And um my most recent experience with a spirit was with a um succubus spirit. Mm. And I seen it. Well, when the most high showed me that I even had a, a spiritual spouse, I was like, What the heck is that? So I Hold on, explain what a suck suck spirit is. So a succubus spirit <laughs> Educate us. Um, yeah, a lot of people know them as either marine spirits, uh, spiritual spouse, or a succubus spirit, and they are they're sex demons. So for like me, it would be a, a male demon coming in and basically sleeping with you while you're asleep or whatever. It's a sexual demon. Google it. Um and and what happens is when that happens, like in your sleep, you're literally becoming married to them. Because you know spiritually when you have sex, you become one. Mm-hmm. So you're married and like you'll have children, like all this stuff in the spirit realm. And you're wondering why in the natural realm you can't get a husband, you can't you can't have kids. It's because you're tied to this demon. And they're very, very nasty demons. Like Sheesh. nasty. They're jealous and their whole purpose is to destroy, you know, any kind of relationship that you're trying to have. But nevertheless, I found out that I have one. Mm-hmm. And um when I decide, I've never seen it ever, ever before. Um, but when I st- decide I'm going to be delivered from this, I started doing research. I started praying. I started fasting. And then I went to sleep one night and I renounced it. But in my dream, I seen it about to happen. And I seen a demon. And I was like, in my dream, I was fighting it off. I was mm-hmm. like, no, 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 this isn't going to happen. And I was so terrified because of the way it looked. And it, it's nothing like how the movies make demons look. It, it literally isn't. And I don't, I was in a graveyard and it was, it was just freaky. Uh, but that was my second experience and it was a lot. 
But I've, I've seen a lot of spirits. I've seen Leviathan in my dreams. And, like, your dreams are very important because, like, that's how the Most High communicates with you. Um, and so he gave me a lot of messages about Leviathan. And that's something big that the churches are dealing with now. But even that spirit is scary. And I'm terrified of the water. So. Tess. How deep is your love? How deep is your love? You don't even know where to go after that. <laughs> I was zoned out just now. Yo, you might need to pause for a commercial break. Listen, I'm telling you. such water. <laughs> you drink some of this before you go to sleep. I'm telling y'all that my dreams is where it be happening. I mean, I've seen some in like, like I've seen spirits and like I've been in church and I've seen like men go up to the altar and I'll see like fake nails on them. They're not there naturally, but I can see the nails on them and they're dealing with that spirit of homosexuality. And I, I used to be like, why do I see nails? And I'll be like, do you see this? And then like we were in service one time and literally it was like a big service. Um, and they opened the door and this lady came in. But when she came in, she didn't walk it. She glided in. Like, she glided like a witch. It looked like a witch. And I was just like, does anybody else see this? But it wasn't just me who seen it. It was other people who seen it. Mm-hmm. But to me, I was just like, okay, this is kind of creepy. Like, y'all talking about witches and warlocks. Yeah, yeah, right, and right, right. This is stuff I watch on movies. But it's just, there's a real side to it. And it's just, it's just crazy. So, why do you think God gave you that gift to see that? Man, I don't know because I don't, you know, <laughs> I, I honestly, I honestly don't know because to me, I, you to might me, you might be the person I, to give those people deliverance. I was literally Listen, about to say that. I, it's just like God is just like working you, you got your way up to it fact, to allow he, you to see this. I was about to say he he has to let you see it in order you know how to pull it out of a person. All right, well, listen, you, let me tell you all something. When I see this stuff, I'd be like, oh, no, I don't want no part. I, I'm telling you, when I tell my aunts and them about it, I'd be like, I don't want no part. No, no, no. Like, I, I'll take the relationship. I'll pray and do that. But but deliver, seeing that stuff and dealing with that stuff and pulling it out. Not oh. everyone sees that type Woo. of stuff. though. Like, so that's say, very rare. God is clearly Sam, trying to tell you something. Yeah, Sam, I'm telling y'all. Y'all hey, don't even want to know about the water dreams. We don't want to know. Not, <laughs> no. Man. I can't even swim. I'm t- I'm, Make me not want to drink no water no more. Y'all, like, looking like stuff off of these that's why i think these movies i don't watch them i don't watch them anymore because all that demonic stuff you're allowing entry into your home you don't even know that you're watching that in your home you're allowing that stuff in yeah you're creating a door for it to come in and that stuff is so real and the people who came up with this stuff how where did they see it from they had to have gotten from something this stuff is not fake but my aunt used to tell me that all the time like it's not fake stop watching this stuff and i didn't understand but then when I started seeing, I was like, oh, because it desensitizes you. And you're kind of like, that ain't real. That ain't going to happen. And then when it happens, you, you don't know what to do. How, Sway? Yeah, like, you're just, oh. like, what is this? So I don't, I don't know why he's showing me, but listen. That's, it's, it's, he's, showing, he's showing you this stuff because you're supposed to be the person that prays this stuff out of people. But the thing about it is, God always does that. Like, he shows you, like, different signs and stuff. And it's like, you don't see it then. Yeah. But I can't wait to see you like two, three years from now. Yeah, you you scared of it now, but God God is working here, working through you to not be scared of it no more. He probably trying to desensitize you mm-hmm. by allowing you to see it so much. Well, I'm telling you, that stuff is 
when you're dealing with it, especially like in your dreams, when you know, when you feel yourself, dream, like, let me tell you something. The enemy tried to com get me to commit suicide. Like in my dream, he literally told me like the way it happened was he put me there and I was supposed to walk in front of a train and kill myself as a sacrifice. I didn't do it, but I knew that's what he wanted. And, I, and it was a point in time where I was like really, really depressed in life. And I was thinking about suicide. And in my dream, I seen it happen. Wow. And I knew that was what the enemy wanted. But then the most high turned it around because in the dream, there was someone there. It's like, you killed your old self, but you came into this person. This is who you are. So I was like, oh, okay. It was kind of a word, like the enemy. A you know, new man. Yeah. This is this is my new self. You just got to put but down the old man. It's still scary. I'm just like. Uh. Y'all, yeah. <laughs> it's scary, man. I'm I ain't trying to scare y'all. I ain't trying to scare y'all away. Listen, y'all need a relationship with him, and you know you may not see this stuff. Mm -hmm. You may not, but you should definitely know about it, yeah, just facts. in case. You know how to pray. Definitely got to educate yourself feeling. about it. Because even though you don't feel spirits, you could have a spirit on you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. ever felt just heavy out of nowhere? Like, what was going on? Man, I don't woke yeah. up with a, like I remember once I was um laying up or whatever. And it, it, like Joe, it, it literally felt like somebody got in the bed with me, and I turned over to say something to this person, and it was nobody there. Oh, but I literally is... could feel the bed go like, like wow, like that. That's why I sleep with my feet under the covers. I promise you, like I'll take them out, I'll put my feet back under the covers because like, I don't know what's in this room. So I didn't take <laughs> This girl be sleeping like, uh, uh, no, no, you're not. <laughs> underneath my bed because I ain't getting in this bed. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> my my biggest fear is is being in my house and the door open and just shutting. If that ever happened to me, I promise. <laughs> I promise I'll never be alone again. I wouldn't even know what to do at that point. It's really scary. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's so scary. Oh, I completely <laughs> believe you, man. Listen, folks, spirits are real. Facts. Uh, it, it's it's real. It's real. I didn't see a bunch of people like have spirits jump on them and then they start acting totally out of pocket. Totally out of pocket. But that's where your relationship comes in too. Because if you have a relationship with him, you really shouldn't be scared. Like you should be able to go into prayer just like that. Oh, I've seen it. Let me go ahead and pray. Yeah, that sounds good in theory. In, no, in theory. In theory, that sounds good, man. You, my, Listen. My son can see something happening right now. Even though I could be in the same vicinity that happened, he's still going to be scared. Yeah. But he's going to trust that his father is going to take care mm -hmm. of him. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's natural to be scared. Yeah. Uh, it's an emotion that we have. God don't want us living in fear, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, like, we've been saying this whole time, your relationship with God is the most important thing out there. It grants you access to him and access to anything that he has to offer. It grants you access to the power that he has. You know what I'm saying? It gives you ability to tap into said power. Mm -hmm. Like in your situation, if God is showing you all this stuff, he's going to give you the provisions to rebuke these demons, to cast out these demons, to pray out these demons, and to deflect the demons from jumping on you. Because with that that gift, it's it's a it's a nerve wracking gift because spirits jump all the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be praying it out and then bada bing, you 
Yeah. And that's why, yeah, and that's why I don't let everybody touch me either. That makes perfect sense. Because you're so, like, you never know. Like, you're so just... It, it, like, have you ever just been in a good mood and then all of a sudden, you know, someone comes and interacts with you, t- might touch you a little bit, and then all of a sudden you're like, why do I feel like this? Yeah, like, yeah. Why do I... What? That's because that spirit was on it's them. A, it's a sign. Yeah, like that... that Stay away. On, that, yeah. that spirit was on them and now it's on you and you don't know, you don't even realize it. That's and your relationship huh? needs to be strong with him too so that you can discern certain things too. Like, you should be able to discern a situation before it even happens. A certain person. Like, and a lot of times we do... But we ignore it. Now, 100%. We'll talk about that, though. We'll talk about that on another yeah, day. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, again, your relationship is the most important. Can't say it enough because it can't be said enough. You know, excuse me. Um, before we get out of here, we need something from everybody. If you have one piece of advice about the person's relationship with God or how to build it, what would you tell someone? Um, I would say don't try to model your, your relationship after other people. Big facts. Um, build your own relationship. Make it unique. Um, talk to God as if you're talking to your father. Because um, God is your father at the end of the day. And um, yeah, just just have your own relationship with God. I would say don't put a time limit on when you need to get that so-called perfect relationship. Mm-hmm. You build your relationship in the time that it takes you. He knows you and he knows your heart. And as long as you're putting that time in to get to know him and to build that relationship, he's not, that's all that matters. Nobody else's time, you rushing yourself, that's not what's important. It's important for you to take your time and get to know him. Those both are excellent pieces of advice. And to add on, I would say, trust God. That's it. Just trust God, cause he first of all he ain't gonna tell your secrets, and uh, he ain't texting nobody these days. He, I don't think he got <laughs> Facebook or Instagram. God know. probably got a MySpace real talk, cause the <laughs> old you know, it was an old joke. <laughs> no, all right, cool. We're here all night, guys. Thank you. Brutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So that wraps up another episode of the Saved and Such podcast. Thank you, everybody that tuned in, whether you're watching us on YouTube or you're listening to us on Google, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Trey, where can they find out more information about us? You can find us on all major uh, podcast platforms at Saved and Such. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Saved and Such. That's S-A-V-E-D-N-S-U-C-H. Or you can just look at the banner. You can get all the information you need. <laughs> Saving such water coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> you got one thing you want to say before we get out of here? What's popping, Queen? What's popping, Queen? <laughs> What's popping, Queen? <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is the Save and Such podcast. I'm Cliff Anderson. Hey, yo, it's your boy Trey. It's Tiana. <laughs> <laughs> you be making fun of me. I already said it. No, son. <laughs> <laughs> we out. <laughs> <laughs>